Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. Anne Reed is our guest today for Song of the Soul, and she is a rich and wonderful source of music, stories, and even a book now. Check out Citizens of Campbell. She's been a mainstay of the women's and folk music scene in the Twin Cities of Minnesota for 40 years now, having produced more than 20 albums. With her 12-string guitar, and can conjure the deepest heart connection, and she can also make us grin with a story or a clever line about Ruth Bader Ginsburg or the State Fair. Her music also heals people through the Compass Artful Aging Program, and she elicits the stories of women over 60 with her Life Gets Real podcast. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. Anne Reed joins us now on Zoom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Anne, I'm delighted to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you. It's good to be here. Deanne Rambo was so urging me to get a hold of you. This past (laughs) month, two months or something, each week she'd have a message to me and say, hey, did you see this online concert? You've been doing a lot of those lately. I have. I started these concerts during the pandemic because, of course, March of 2020, everything shut down. And one by one, any gigs I had just started to topple. And I thought, well, this is interesting. So I went through the whole process of doing these concerts on Facebook every other week. And then my Facebook account, my page got hacked and I got absolutely no help. So I took it over to YouTube. So it's been a long time and it's been great. I thought at first, because I thought, oh, my God, I'm singing to a computer. (laughs) And then I thought to myself, no, you're not. You're actually singing to people. There are people there and they're listening. So I've just continued with it. And people from all over the country are are listening. And that's kind of nice. So that'll continue. It's like every other Thursday. That does sound wonderful. And I have listened in some, so I do have an idea of what you've been doing. The lack of the audience there. I also am a fan of Stephen Colbert. and Yeah, right. How do you do it without an audience there? That feels so... I mean, comedians practice their things to the mirror, and I assume you do that yourself. So (laughs) I don't practice the mirror, but, but... You know, you practice, and of course, there's nobody applauding you when you practice. But that's something you have to get used to is just that there's nothing after you tell a joke or you say something and you think you're hilarious and you're kind of going, well, okay. That's something to get used to. The thing about these online things are people are commenting on the side, which is something I can't look at because I get so distracted. But you can see the little emojis that are there. There's all these little heart emojis and all these little applause emojis and things like that. And you're thinking, well, okay, (laughs) I'm going to just keep going. Has it been a very fertile time for you in terms of songwriting? You've got such a rich treasure trove of songs that you've written over the years. What, 35, 40 years, I guess, now of making fine music. What's the last two years been like for you in terms of songwriting? 
I don't write very quickly. So uh, to tell you the truth, the past two, two and a half years have been a little difficult to do writing. I had uh, the whole setup around even trying to make a living virtually. That took up a lot of time. And then I had some gigs that were virtual. I do some work with a place here in St. Paul called Compass. They started out matching musicians and artists with kids in schools. And now they have a program called Artful Aging. So I've been going in with their help, going into uh, senior places, assisted living, memory care, and doing songwriting with seniors. Well, that all went virtual too. (laughs) You've got You've got people in memory care in little squares on your screen, and you're trying to write songs with them and sing songs with them and things like that. But it got very, very busy. And to tell you the truth, my anxiety went up considerably, not because of COVID, but after the George Floyd murder. I live in the third precinct. I live less than a mile from where the police building was burned down. Uh, We had a lot of rioting in my neighborhood. A lot of things were destroyed. I live, you know, a mile and a half from where he was murdered. It had a profound effect on me. And I wrote the song, Listen, that came out of that experience. And I have to say that that whole time period was really impacted by that more than COVID, more than isolation. Well, you mentioned the song, Listen. Is that a hint that we should be playing it for our listeners? I think perhaps, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just following my intuition. Oh, good. Here. And folks should know that the song has been released on what's called a short CD by Anne Reed from somewhere outside her house. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's because the show title, the virtual show is called Anne Reed Live from Somewhere in Her House. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing, but Listen is actually a pretty deep, heartful song that I'm really proud to be able to bring to our listeners here today as Anne Reed joins us for Song of the Soul. Here is Listen. Listen, can we stop just a minute? Open our hearts, let a little bit in, it's impossible. We can't stop explaining the truth There's no way we know it about the pain and hope We keep talk, talk, talking So many shoes we never walk, walk, walking on You can hear the other voices Trying to break through all the everlasting noise It's impossible We can't hear a word if we're busy Chatter, chatter, every righteous thing we heard And hope We keep talk, talk, talking So many shoes we never walk, walk, walking And hope We keep talk, talk Talking so many shoes we never walk, walk, walking on. Ah, ah, ah. person tells a story, open our hearts for the whole offertory, it's possible, 
We might start to get it, maybe take a hold If only we can let it, but no We keep talk, talk, talking So many shoes we never walk, walk, walking in Oh, we keep talk, talk, talking So many shoes we never walk, walk, walking Ah, 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 ah A short CD by Ann Reed is her latest release, I believe. I'm, if I've got this wrong, tell me. No, 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 no. That's, that's the last one. <laughs> well, the world has been changing so much, people moving increasingly to not producing albums, but releasing singles because everything's digital these days. Do you have a basement full of CDs? Like, I do. You know, a short CD is at a few thousand occupying your basement. You know, we were very careful in not pressing a lot of them. But I, I mean, I do have everything, all my inventory is in my basement. And when you have as many <laughs> releases as I do, it takes up a little space. And it is a, a kind of a difficult place to be in where you're thinking you have an audience that will buy CDs, but you also have an audience that will download. So you have to do both. You know, I mean, my audience would buy LPs if I had them. And, you know, now, of course, everybody says LPs are making a comeback. And I'm thinking, I'm not doing that. No, I can't have three formats. I counted 10 albums on your site. I'm not sure if that's all of them. The earliest I think I saw dated was, I think, 1986. And I think you maybe released stuff before that, too. There are actually, with some of the collection ones, like I have a Valentine CD that has all the love songs on it. Every Long Journey Song for Wellness has a compilation of songs on it. But I think I'm up to 24. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I did my first recording in 1981. And that was, I made like 2,000 copies of it. <laughs> a large semi pulled up to my parents' house. Because, <laughs> you know, I thought, okay. So I had that one and it was followed by a, another one called Room and Board. And then I was with Red House for a couple of albums. And then I was just kind of off and running on my own. Well, just so you know, if you need to get rid of any of them, I'll, I'll take them. I, I love your music, and I'm so glad that Deanne pointed me in your direction. Thank you. And I really do love your music. I'm just, I was listening to it with my wife nearby, and she overheard, and she's saying that you are the quintessential folk singer. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and I think you must have come out of that wonderful spring of music. My first exposure to it really was Holly near right and chris williamson right meg christian yeah meg Marvia. christian all of this as a matter of fact my first wife before we were married first date we went over to a friend's house and she played a couple songs with me to see if i was going to be acceptable person to spend time with one of them she played was leaping lesbians 
Oh, yeah. Don't look in the closet. So a lot of my early taste in music was born out of the women's music movement, Mm -hmm. uh, Holly Mm -hmm. Muir in particular. Well, Holly, Holly was the big pioneer there. She and Chris and I think Olivia Records really made a place because there was a time we had a women's coffee house, which was in the basement of Plymouth Congregational Church. And it was formed because there were so many women who just didn't want to go to bars. They were recovering and they needed a safe place to celebrate and dance and and have music and poetry. So Friday, Saturday nights, that's where everybody would go. And these started popping up all over the country. There were mountain moving in Chicago and, and others. But yeah, the whole women's music thing really popped up pretty quickly. I think Olivia was the big label there. And uh, Chris Williamson and Meg Christian and Margie Adam and, you know, and Holly had her own label. Right. I grew up listening to, I have two older brothers, so they listened to a real wide variety of stuff because, you know, in the 60s, man, that was just, <laughs> when I think about all the music that was going on, you know, you'd, you'd have Vanilla Fudge and Cream and you'd have Peter, Paul and Mary and the Kingston Trio and Buffalo Springfield <laughs> And then there were like comedy albums of Bob Newhart and Lenny Bruce. And there's just all sorts of stuff going on at the same time. Christ and Moses is my favorite bit from yeah. Lenny. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, you know, you're listening to stuff like that. And also my parents' music kind of seeped in there too. Uh, Rosemary Clooney and Ella Fitzgerald and Sarah Vaughan and, you know, the writing of all those great composers, Cole Porter and Rodgers and Hammerstein and all the rest. Well, if there's any justice in the world, the next generation will be quoting the music of Anne Reed. Oh, and they'll say, well, no, I mean, really, <laughs> you're sharing today, I'm sure, some absolutely beautiful music. So where should we go next? I think Every Long Journey, I've got a recording I think I sent you that's both Every Long Journey and Road of the Heart. It was recorded live at First Universalist Church here in Minneapolis. I did a concert there. Every Long Journey is a song I wrote in 1986. I wrote it for a friend of mine who went to the North Pole. She was the only woman on the Steger International Polar Expedition and Bancroft. She truly was the only woman. All the dogs were male as well. <laughs> so Anne was Anne was alone, but she did this trip and she asked me to play at a fundraiser. I woke up the morning of the fundraiser knowing I just had no songs about the North Pole. And I thought, well, I should write one. And it was one of these experiences where I wrote the song just thinking of her and that unique experience and not understanding until it was done that it was a much bigger song than that. It was larger than somebody going to the North Pole. And Road of the Heart is one that I wrote in 1990, and that song has always been just near and dear to me. And now it is to me as well. Let's listen to these two songs together. Every Long Journey and Road of the Heart by Anne Reed. Her website, annreed.com. Of course, the links on nordenspiritradio.org. This is from multiple releases of Anne's. This one is from Telling Stories and Road of the Heart. You'll also find it. Every Long Journey, Road of the Heart. small steps is made of the courage the feeling you get 
When you know it's been waiting, been waiting for you The journey's the only thing you want to do We cannot know what you go through or see through your eyes We will surround you, the bride undisguised In any direction, whatever you view We're taking our love there with you In every long journey, what drives you to go? It's half what you know and half what you don't The secret's been waiting, your heart's got the key The secret's the only thing you want to see We cannot know what you go through or see through your eyes We will surround you, the pride undisguised In any direction, whatever you view We're taking our love there with you Every long journey begins with a dream A spirit with courage to make it all real The dream has been calling, been calling to you The dream is the only thing you want to do We cannot know what you go through or see through your eyes We will surround you, the bride undisguised That's progress for you It's a way to stay on track Two steps forward One to the side Maybe in circles And never a straight line
two beautiful songs painting a tapestry for us, A Journey Through Life, Every Long Journey and Road of the Heart by Anne Reed. And when did you combine them? I think it was just for that concert. I was, for some reason, I just thought they went together really well because they're both really about traveling. They're both really about journeys of one kind or another. And so I, I just wanted to put them together. They're not in the same time signature. <laughs> I just realized that. <laughs> I thought, wow, that was clever of me. But <laughs> it is good to be clever. You are a clever person. <laughs> so I don't know. I just thought they had a kind of almost the same message. Yeah, it's got the resonance in there. Two really beautiful songs in one. Again, we'll have links on NordenSpiritRadio.org. We have links for everything, all the people that we visited with for the last 16 and a half years. Wow. And this has been going out now to 42 different stations nationwide. There's so many wonderful people. I mean, my first year is when I had Holly Near on oh, nice. the program. So there's so much rich, rich, rich music that's coming through Song with Soul and activism through my Spirit in Action program. So check them out on NordenSpiritRadio.org. On there, don't forget to post a comment when you visit. And there's a place you can donate to support us because that's how I do our income to make it possible for me to continue this work for all these years. Because I'm a simple living Quaker, I don't really need a lot of money by most people's standards. But it still takes some to at least light the matches so I can cook my maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know. I've kind of understood that, you know, through this whole process of having the virtual shows and just leaving it up to people and just saying, go to the website, donate if you can. You know, if you can't, it's not a big deal. It's, you know, some people can't afford it. That's fine. It's worked very well. There are a lot of generous souls out there supporting us. And so please support us. And folks, even more than supporting Norton Spirit Radio, I would like to see you support your local media, specifically community radio stations. The 42 stations nationwide that carry our programs are community radio stations of, by, and for the people. And in the Twin Cities, there's a wonderful station, KFAI. Yes, sir. Is one of the wonderful stations right there, right up the coast, the Two Harbors community radio station is particularly wonderful as well. So please remember to support them with your hands and with your wallet. We need these alternatives so that corporate interests don't limit what we get access to. It's what the people love. Yep. So please support them. And let's go right on to another song by Ann Reed. I'm thinking about the song Say Yes, just because of I'm sitting here and it's very, very windy right now. <laughs> <laughs> But but we've just had this, I love watching birds, and I've got a friend of mine that plays bass for me quite often, Joan Griffith, who is just intensely into bird watching and has a real thing for owls. It's almost like wherever she is, owls will show up. Well, recently we've had, uh, of course, the avian bird flu, and people have been asked to take down their feeders. So that we're kind of doing the social distancing for the birds so that they don't spread this. The raptor population has been especially hit by this. The owls have been hit very badly. You know, when I took down the feeders, I just, you know, really, my heart was just breaking. And I was thinking selfishly about, oh, I'm not going to see the birds anymore, (laughs) you know. But I just think of it now as helping them and knowing that they will be back. But I wrote this song thinking again It was one of those songs that I didn't know what I had written until I had finished it. 
and played it a few times, to me, I was writing about bird migration, this astonishing thing that birds do, these miles that they fly, this incredible, incredible thing that they do. And it's a very spiritual journey. It really is. I saw a movie that was called Winged Migration, really, truly one of the more spiritual movies I've ever seen in my life was a documentary about just this, about migration of birds. So I sat there and I was writing this song and I I really didn't know what I had written until after it was finished. And I looked at it and I thought, well, yeah, this is really not about bird migration. (laughs) It is, but it's about much more than that. I cannot tell you how many people have come up to me and said, I want that played at my funeral. And I actually did play it at a a friend of mine whose wife passed away. I ended up playing it at her memorial service. It was very moving and it was just, it was very appropriate. I actually had the impression when I first heard it, I thought of sending my son out into the world Mm -hmm. and releasing him, just go fly. And uh, it's scary. So even though there's that, the worry I'm carrying for him there's also this sense of, I want to hold you in your flight. Right, right, exactly. And I think that, again, it's like every long journey. I've had people use that at weddings, graduations, funerals. Birthday parties. (laughs) Birthday parties, (laughs) yeah. So it was one of these songs that just surprised me. I think that there's something that happens as a songwriter that you know for sure that, you know, you're not writing all of it something else is happening. Something's coming through you at some point because it you kind of take a step back and think, wow, how'd I do that? <laughs> you know? One of my friends calls them gift songs, songs yep, exactly. get born in you. Big gift songs. So let's listen to Say Yes, also known as Migration. It's got our guest for today's Song of the Soul, Anne Reed, and she's helped out here by Joan Griffith as well. Here is Say Yes. A song is there, is there before I see, before I see them blending with the trees. I inhale autumn as if autumn is my final breath. And then I hear, I hear a voice, a voice that softly, softly sings inside.
I'm so very happy to have Anne Reed here today with me for Song of the Soul. That song, Say Yes, and in parentheses, Migration, by Anne Reed and accompanied there by Joan Griffith. Just a wonderful example of why I love the music of Anne Reed and why I think you should go to com. Join in on her every other Thursday performances via YouTube. How do you people get that link? I mean, I'll provide it. I put out a mailing. I'll do an, an email blast just to, and it'll have the link in there. I also put it on the website under shows. It'll have a link to that. Once a month, I also do a sing-along with Dan Chenard. We've done a sing-along for six, seven years now, once a month. And when the pandemic hit, we really didn't know what to do. So we thought, well, we'll just put the lyrics on Dan's website and people can download it and then they can just sing in their house. We'll just sing. (laughs) And again, for us, it's a little strange, but, you know, people seem to enjoy it. No doubt about it. It's, it is hard. I'm used to a monthly song circle that we have here. Right. And though we did a couple outdoor based ones with masks on, it's not the same. I'm looking forward to a full sing out together here, a song circle here in Eau Claire within the next few weeks. Oh, good. Well, Dan and I are doing a, a sing along down at a place called Lark Toys in uh, Kellogg, Minnesota. So we're doing that in June, and then we'll be at the Lake Harriet Bandshell in Minneapolis in in September. So we'll be able to hear people again. That'll be great. Does it open up your soul a bit to be able to get out in front of an audience? It does. But, you know, after doing this for over 40 years, I'm kind of at the point where I'm less wanting to be in front of people. (laughs) And, you know, that's a combination of a lot of things. But I just feel like, wow. Being an introvert, that kind of worked for me these past couple of years. I was like, yeah, okay, well, this is all right. I can sit here. How did you extrovert yourself? I, and there are people like Bill Staines, who I think is an introvert. You Bless know, his just, heart. Yeah. But so he'd get up on stage and be a wonderful presence and go off a of stage. You could just see it's like, I need my introversion time. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> That's just it. I mean, you have to have so much recovery time. It's not a natural thing. I mean, it's fun. You get up there and the audience is with you and it's a blast. It's really great. By the way, one thing I wanted to say about Say Yes, about migration, is that when you spoke of mixing two different songs with different time signatures, being creative that way, I thought the way that you sing Say Yes is particularly creative that way. How did that come to you? I wanted the feeling of flight in the song. The guitar part is pretty constant, but it it has that kind of flow to it. But I thought the words just have to really lay on top of that in a way that's very free form almost to just give that feeling of flight to the song. It's something that I just, I love to do in songs and, and try to place the actual singing part of it a little differently than what the guitar is doing. Well, it's beautifully done, and I love that song, of course, too. Let's go to another song. Well, My Grateful Heart, which I wrote in 2005. I don't know. I guess I get a little uh, I get a little irritated, I guess, when really important things to me become, oh, I don't know. I guess they start being for sale in some way. I feel that way about the word mindfulness. I feel that way about the word gratitude. You know, when I see it sewn on a pillow or something like that, I just feel like, oh, come on. They are such important things. They can change your life. 
mindfulness meditation and having gratitude and practicing gratitude that I just, boy, when I see it in the New York Times style section, it just makes me want to fly to the moon. So this song, it was kind of my entryway into realizing that a practice of gratitude was something that I just wanted in my life daily and to remember it. It's remembering everything in your day. It's all there. Actually, my wife and I have a practice before our meals. We sit down and meal and, you know, we hold hands for some silence in Quaker style. And then after that, we each take a turn twice Mm -hmm. to say something we're grateful for, just to bring our awareness to it. I think it's really important and it doesn't take much. It's just having that awareness of it. This song starts out with mention of something in a day in December. Mm-hmm. Is that a special date we want to know about, or is it just one of those many occasions? Well, my birthday is in December. Oh, well, then that should be a national holiday. <laughs> I may have been referring to that. But I think that you think of December, and December has always been this time of, to me, it's a very quiet month. I don't celebrate Christmas, but I do celebrate the winter solstice. But it's a very quiet month to me, mainly because everybody has slowed down a bit. Life has slowed down a bit, or my life has slowed down a bit. Your car won't start. You are in Minnesota. You're not going anywhere, anywhere. Yeah, (laughs) you're not going anywhere. So, you know, and the snow creates that nice acoustic quiet as well. It's just that pause. Well, let's all pause and feel the gratitude channeled to us through Anne Reed in her song, My Grateful Heart. A day in December The sun on my face In the middle of motion One quiet place At the center of strangers A meeting of souls An embrace that is treasure Wherever I go When I struggle in shadow There are voices that come And whisper so low High and low You're a fortunate I gather my blessings from the light and the dark. Welcome them into my grateful of music helps keep me sane at the core of confusion a small flame that glows there then to guide me 
Then it comes like a kiss Remember this You're a fortunate one Then I gather my blessings From the light and the dark Ask them to stay That's remembered In a small sacred space Walking toward balance Praying for grace Gather my blessings Like the gifts that they them quite gently in my grateful heart place them quite gently in my grateful heart one more beautiful song by Anne Reed my grateful heart you'll find a number of her CDs you can search for them on annreed.com and you can get it by any of those places where you get electronic media or you can drive over to Minneapolis, Minnesota and ask her and she'll go down in her basement and bring you up a copy. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll be grateful to have one fewer thing that she has to hold there. Thank you for taking a CD from me. <laughs> Again, just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful song. I can't imagine that that does not fit for so many of those transition events, a birthday, a a graduation. Yeah, and I think one of the more important things about that song, when I think about it, is just the whole idea that you're not only grateful because somebody was nice to you, you're grateful for everything that comes into your life because it's all part of you. It all makes you who you are. So it's from the light and from the dark. It's just keeping all of that. Without the dark, I wouldn't know that light was there. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yes. You do use spiritual language, praying, souls, blessings, words like that. I know you grew up Catholic, and there's a number of reasons that's not a fit for you anymore. But you carried (laughs) forward some portion of spirit connection with that other Yeah. Also, I think that nature and the natural world is a big part of that. Being connected to that is a huge part of my spiritual life. You know, and you you get a lot from talking to different people about what they believe, what grounds them, what are their spiritual practices. It's an ongoing process. And your wife, I understand, is Jewish. Mm -hmm. So you've got some seasoning from that too. How much do you practice that? Not terribly much. Do you light the candles each Shabbos night? No, we don't. But we do a Passover Seder. We do the Artsite candle for James' dad. So we, we observe those things. And then, of course, we have all the bar and bat mitzvahs that we've been going to and family things. 
Could you say just a few more words, Anne, about the COMPASS, the Artful Aging Program? You said something at the beginning, and I do want our listeners, if they've tuned in since we began, to know about that. Is this something that you're doing in person, online? Are you continuing it? Are there a lot of other people doing it? If you go to compass.org, it's C-O-M-P-A-S.org, you'll find their website. They have quite a number of artists who are in the Twin Cities area doing music, painting, all different kinds of arts with kids in schools, and then also the Artful Aging Program, interacting with seniors. Some people interact with the seniors who are in independent living. I've been doing more with people who are in assisted living or, or memory care. I did it in person for a long time. During the pandemic, we had to do it virtually, and I'm back to doing it in person. Now, it's kind of amazing because you start doing these songs that everybody knows. We have a songbook. <laughs> people know Goodnight Irene. The thing that worries me is that young people aren't going to know Goodnight Irene. And so I feel kind of compelled to sing these songs that are in our Great American Songbook. But songs like Que Sera, songs like Goodnight Irene, People that have no language left still know those songs, and they can sing them. And it's pretty amazing to see. I had an amazing experience. We were in England with the Quaker folk dance group I was doing, and we had performed some things, but then we were getting up people up dancing, and this was a combined retirement and nursing home. There was a woman in a wheelchair there who had her eyes open, but she was completely blank. I, You could run a hand in front of her face. She wouldn't respond at all. And we started doing the hokey pokey. And she started singing along and we're doing the hand movements. This is a woman oh. for 45 minutes previously. You would not have been sure that she was really alive. Exactly. It's amazing. You know, there was a very funny story told me by Dan Newton, the accordionist. And he was saying that he was at a memory care place. This woman was in a wheelchair, slumped over in her wheelchair. They wheeled her up and he was playing a variety of music. And then he announced, he said, I'm learning how to play a shottish correctly. And he said, so I'm going to play this shottish for you. <laughs> and he started playing it. And this woman lifts her head and goes, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and I just thought, oh, man, you know, and I've had people who, like you say, there's just no light on. And then you start singing something and they just kind of perk up and they start singing along. So it's a, it's a great program. And I know that there are a lot of poets that write poetry with seniors and painting and all sorts of different things, but it's a great organization. Compass has been doing a really wonderful job of connecting art with students and with, and with seniors now for a while. Well, and you're writing songs with them too, right? You're not just performing. Yeah. For some, it depends on the degree of dementia with some people, but there are some that I pick out a melody that they might know. Um, you are my sunshine or my Bonnie or something like that. And then just say, it's getting close to spring. Let's write a song about spring. And then, you know, we write a song about spring using that melody. Sometimes they can't, it's not good to give them, you know, just say, hey, what do you like about spring? <laughs> you know, but you can say, say, do you like the, what do you think? Should we do something about birds or should we do something about, you know, the flowers? And, you know, and then somebody will say flowers and say, but. 
So yeah, it's been fun. I worked with a group. My last group was in assisted living. And one guy there just insisted that we write the assisted living blues. So we did that. (laughs) Did they find anything to be blue about? (laughs) Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it was just, you know, the elevator is not working. The food sucks. And I mean, they I mean, they were just all over it. It was pretty funny. Well, that seems like a wonderful ministry that you're doing there. Yeah, it's been great. We'll have the link to compass.org, and that's compass without two S's. It's got one S. Yeah. The link's on nordenspiritradio.org, as well as the link to Ann Reed. One more song, Ann. All right. Well, this is another song about gratitude, I guess. I had this phrase in my head about, you know, every time I did a live show or every time I had been out to see a friend and I'm driving home and I'm thinking, I want everybody to make it safely home. You know, that's the main wish there. So I kind of put that in the chorus of this song in another song kind of about gratitude. Well, we're going to end with it. So I don't know. I want to encompass as much as I can. First of all, again, thanks to Deanne Rambo for connecting me up with you. Making yes, sure thank you, Deanne. I, <laughs> thank you. I think the next time when you do an online concert, just call her out and I will. Let, let I'm going to do it. She's, That's yeah. a week from this Thursday. I'm going to do that. She's a wonderful woman. And I'm so thankful for her gifts that she's bringing in the world, including bringing you more clearly to my attention. I've known about you for decades, but I haven't really encountered much of your music. Well, I appreciate that. That's great to have the connection. So we're ending with one last song by Ann Reed. Again, website, annreed.com. The song is Thanks for That. It's from her Winter Springs, Summer Falls release. The song written actually back in 2014. It takes a long time to appreciate winter in Minnesota, I (laughs) suspect. Especially this year. Especially this year, yes. So thank you again so much, Ann, for joining me for Song of the Thank you, Mark. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. And here is Thanks for That, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. I watch the rain fall, not one drop is shy. Trees are having drinks, I am warm and dry. May everybody make it safely back home to their own little nest. And now I bow my head. Say thanks for this, thanks for that I've said I'm sorry I've said I told you so This stuff my heart regrets One day I'll let it go And if you ever felt forgiven Then you get it how it heals and mends And now I bow my head Say Familiar bird, not.
about a symphony It's her spoken word Stories uttered, sung in chapters to a novel that'll never end And now I bow my head, say thanks for those, thanks for them Oh, love Oh, romance Oh, for all Thanks for that I watch the rain fall Not one drop is shy Trees are having drinks I am warm and dry Everybody make it safely back home To their own rest Now I bow my head Say thanks for this Everybody make it safely back home to the old nest. Now I bow my head, say thanks for this, thanks for that. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.